1: The mystery of Jeffrey Epstein deepens as a bizarre photo surfaces online. And then finally, we discuss a conspiracy so obscure, it's not even on the iceberg. What happened in Paris on December 29th, 1902? What caused the Paris time gap? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got some more patrons. Is it Patreons? We have Jeremy Davis, Caden S, William Herman, and Reese's Pieces, delicious candy. They have they've done a lot of stuff with Reese. I don't think the candy itself. Is now one of my patrons, but they've done some delicious. He might be. He might be a no, that's the M&M's, the big talking m M&M, and but he may be made of Reese's Pieces. What I'm trying to get at is they've done a lot of interesting thing with Reese's Pieces over the years it's stuff him in other candy. I had a Hershey's bar with Reese's Pieces in it the other day. It was quite yummy. So thanks again. And again, not the candy. The candy itself is not supporting the show. But again, if it is, it's a delicious treat. So thank you for supporting the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. We got a lot of stuff to cover today, so we're going to just jump right into it. Now, the first story we're going to talk about was sent to me by my buddy Carson. And he said, have you heard about the newest wrinkle in the Jeffrey Epstein case? I don't know if he put it like that. I don't know if he's like, oh, good chap. Have you heard? Like, he just he just <laughs> sent me a link, actually. I don't even know if he commented on it. But thanks, Carson, for the link. What it is, is that so Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And the official story is he killed himself. They said that his neck, part of his neck bone was broken, which often happens in strangulations, but it can happen when you commit suicide. Who knows? Like, there's no videotape that they've released of anyone walking into the cell, if it exists. That is still a mystery going on. But another mystery is that Jeffrey Epstein had... And let me say, if you're not familiar with who Jeffrey Epstein is, I did an episode on him a, a while back, but Jeffrey Epstein was a millionaire financier in America who had a side gig of trafficking young girls to very, very powerful people. And he got arrested, and he was sitting in jail waiting to be tried, and then he dies. People have thought that a powerful person had him killed. People think that he killed himself. And there's always the option that he did kill himself because he was being threatened. Like, if you don't kill yourself, your loved ones will be killed. So there's a couple different variations of what could have went on there. But that's the backstory. So anyways, he had an accomplice named guys lane uh, guy lane maxwell and she is currently being sought after by the authorities they want to talk to her because you uh, here's the thing someone has to pay for those crimes justice department doesn't want the case to just go away the victims who are trying to sue her and one of them successfully did sue her got a settlement out of court they want to see justice done since jeffrey epstein's out of the picture she's the next target People are looking for her. And well, last week, a photo of her appeared online. And it's her sitting at what appears to be some sort of like burger restaurant, some sort of restaurant in L.A. And she's sitting there. She's facing the camera. The way she looks, it's really weird. <clears throat> you know, there's people like who look at the camera when their photo's being taken. And then there are people who like stare into your soul as the photo's being taken. That's this picture. It's really hard to talk about a photo on a podcast, but she's really... You look at it and it looks. she looks alive in the photo. It's, it's quite odd, quite odd. But anyway, so she's sitting in this burger restaurant and the story behind the photo is someone was sitting at this burger restaurant as well and they recognized her and they pulled out their iPhone and snapped a quick picture of her. But a lot of details have come to light that make that story uh, very, very, very suspect. So there's a photo before that photo was taken. There's a photo of her kind of like rustling, like looking through her purse or something like that, kind of looking down. But that's not the first photo that surfaced. The first photo that surfaced was the one where she's staring at the camera. But in between the photo when she's not really paying attention and the one that she's gazing into your soul, she changes her hairstyle, which is, I mean, it's not like it doesn't go into like a beehive. It's not super drastic, but you can tell she did her hair. Excusable. If you know someone's taking your picture, you might kind of, you know, not going to take time to put on your makeup, but you may kind of fix your hair. But in the first photo, there is two people eating. There's, she's surrounded by about three tables. We, we see three different groups of people eating in this outside restaurant. In between the time the first photo was taken and the second photo was taken, the people directly behind her have changed. So a couple of minutes would have had to pass between the two photos. Again, not entirely suspicious, but odd nonetheless. How much time was there between these two photos? At the table she's sitting at, there's two trays with two soft drinks. So people are wondering, who was she there with? Did she buy, would they have like a buy one, get one free? And she just loves a good bargain. So she got both of them. People know where this location's at because they can see all the landmarks behind her. And the authorities are looking for her. And then internet sleuths are looking for her. People who represent the victims are looking for her. So they start digging into this and they want to know when the photo was taken. At the bus stop behind her, there is a movie poster for a movie called The Good Boys, which I guess is some new movie coming out or came out, came out last weekend or something like that. And someone goes, you know what? Let's find out when that movie poster was put up. So then we have a earliest date that this photo could have possibly been taken. Taken a month ago. It's not too much of a lead. But if it's been taken after Jeffrey Epstein died, now we have something. Somebody calls up the advertising company and says, hey, we want to know When the poster for the good boys went up at this bus stop and they say the location and the advertising company goes, the good boys. Why? That poster died a hundred years ago today. (laughs) No, what they said was actually a little weirder. Advertising company says that poster has never been there. About six weeks ago, there was a contract for a hospital ad to be on the side of that bus stop. And it's been up ever since. It's still up today. And before that, we didn't have a contract for the Good Boys poster. So somebody photoshopped that poster into the picture. Mm -hmm. See, now it's getting weird. First you're like, dude, she's doing her hair, no big deal. Somebody took an image of the Good Boys poster and digitally inserted it into the picture. Now, there's two reasons why somebody could have done that. The logical reason is this. The photo was taken quite a while ago. And the bus stop may have had an ad for an older movie like... Endgame, game or child's play or something like that and the photographer said i need to make it look like this was taken more recently to get more attention so they digitally inserted in the good boys poster just assuming no one would ever check on it the second one is a little less likely but considering the type of people we're dealing with might be true We've talked a lot. I did an episode on Kevin Spacey's weirdo Christmas video or Thanksgiving. It was Christmas. It was Christmas. His weirdo Christmas video where he was talking about like, I'm going to get all of y'all in that weirdo voice. And I got a lot of flack on that video because I said he's just a big weirdo. And people were like, no, no, it's Illuminati. It's Satanic. He's sending all these coded messages. See how he washes his hands three and a half times. That's a Masonic number. But this one, you have this photo that you know is going to be very popular. It's going to be shared all over the media. You could include hidden messages in that photo that only select people would understand what that message was. So you have this image that's shot very, very well. There's that's another thing they said this was not this photo was not taken on an iPhone because of the depth of field, the way that I don't know anything about photography, but they were saying the way everything is picked up by the camera, you would need a professional camera to do this. It's not something you could pull out your iPhone six and take a picture. It's just it doesn't have the lens capability for this. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but that's a statement that's going around. But you could have someone, you could have Maxwell saying, listen, I got to get a message out to somebody. And the code word is good boys or boys. So I have to have that phrase somewhere in there. She could be starting. I mean, you're talking about someone who allegedly she was involved in child trafficking. And now she's sitting behind a poster that never existed that says the good boys. So she could be starting a side business. She could be sent. That could be a code word for somebody else that she needs help or good boys. You take GB. That means she's in Great Britain. You could have all sorts of stuff. You have all these little clues in this picture that will slide over most people. And if someone hadn't tried doing due diligence and find out that poster never existed, people would just think it was the correct movie poster. But the fact that we know that that movie poster wasn't there when that picture was taken means they're either trying to make it look like She was there more recently, or it is a coded message that somebody in the know would know how to decipher. Weird stuff. The story of Jeffrey Epstein, I think, is going to be going on for quite a long time. Lots of weird stuff going on. There are lots of powerful people involved, so we'll see how that shakes out. But let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Now, our next story, we are in France, and we are in the year 1902. It is December 29th, and it's 1.05 a.m., and there's some dude across town. Named Pierre. And at 1.05 in the morning, he wakes up with a start. And he goes, oh, my stomach. Mm. Oh, man, must have eaten some bad cheese and bread last night. Or earlier in the night, whatever. (laughs) Whatever Whatever will make the narrative make sense. And so he's like, I better drink some wine. I better drink some wine. I'll feel better then because I'm French. He starts walking through his house, going to his wine room. So he's walking by this big grandfather clock in his living room and he notices that it stopped I'm like what that's weird he's looking at it, and the pendulum is no longer swinging he's like hmm to get to the bottom of this mystery i'll <laughs> need to drink some wine so he starts drinking some wine and he's like oh yeah i love you pendulum but the next day he's telling his friend that he goes yeah it was really weird i woke up in the middle of the night and i got super sick and the guy's like you drank wine right he's like oh yeah i drank a ton of wine but i still didn't feel good and to top it off my clock stopped working. At that point, his French buddy <laughs> spits out the wine he was drinking, and he's like, oh, ooh la la, that's shocking, because I should be doing a French accent this whole time, but I didn't. That's shocking, because my clock stopped at the same <laughs> time. Like, that sounds more like Count Dracula. It sounds like the Count from Sesame Street. My clock stopped at the same time. One, ho, ho, ho one. It stopped at one, and the guy's like, dude, just knock it off. Quit doing that crazy accent. He's like, sorry. His clock also stopped at 1.05, and he also woke up in the middle of the night not feeling good. So the story started to spread through the city of Paris that a good amount of people in the city woke up around 1.05, sick to their stomach. People who were awake at that time got sick to their stomach. And across the entire city, all the pendulums stopped swinging at 1.05 a.m. In Paris, there's this thing called the Foucault's Pendulum, or Foucault's Pendulum. It's in a place called the Paris Pantheon. And it is a pendulum that moves... It's a pendulum, so it swings back and forth, but it's based on the rotation of the Earth. The energy of the Earth rotating is what makes it move ever so slightly back and forth. Now, that one you wouldn't actually be able to tell when it stopped, but all the clocks, all the pendulum clocks stopped at 105. If you had a clockwork clock, if that makes sense, that kept going. So you had this mystery in the city of Paris of a good amount of the population becoming nauseous and the pendulum stopping at 1.05 a.m. That is the story of the Paris time gap. Now, I had read that story online and I thought, that's interesting. So, of course, I start digging into it more. And what I find almost immediately is that people say, this story is made up. It never happened. This story appeared on a Netflix show called Top 10 Secrets and Mysteries. And people are like, that show makes stuff up. It tells stories, tells some stories that are true and some stories that are false. Some stories that are exaggerated because it's basically a clickbait type show on Netflix. Top 10 Secrets and Mysteries. And this was on the episode Big City Mysteries. So I was like, okay, I will have an episode about once again, a story that is made up infiltrating the real-life paranormal and conspiracy world and how people get confused about these things, myself included, like Lone Pine Devils and things like that. Stories we come across that are 100% fake and were made up very, very recently that are starting to filter into the lore of the conspiracy realm. And I went to bed. And last night, I the Book of Giants episode was running late because it was, it was much longer than what you guys heard. I took out a bunch of stuff. And I went to bed late. And I laid there on the couch, and I couldn't sleep. And I go, you know what? Since I can't sleep anyways, I'm going to find out what the earliest reference is to the Paris time gap. Because if there is no reference to the Paris time gap before the airing of that show or nearby it, then Netflix did make it up. But if I can find something predating the show, there's another mystery going on here. I started looking more into the Paris time gap. And again, people are saying this is a Netflix show. You go to Quora, and they're like, is this true? No, it's because you'll find a lot of articles that talk about the story I just told you. And then when people ask more about it, it dead ends at Netflix. Some people have said, well, there was an H.G. Wells story back in like 1898 or something like that called The Man Who Stopped the World, and it could have been based on that as well. But there was no reference to Pendulums in it or Paris or anything like that that I could see that no one else pointed out. Everyone just said this was a Netflix show, so I looked up how to start off with this. The Netflix show aired on March 15th, 2019. That's the first time you could download it. It was season two of that show. So I figured maybe there was a reference to it a little bit before that time as Netflix was did make up the story and they're trying to create a little coverage for them. They throw up a couple blogs and then they release the episode. What I found is a bunch of the stories that talk about this took place after the airing of that episode with two exceptions. Because even if one of the, like I said, even if one of the stories had appeared a couple months before that episode, I would figure it was just them creating the mythology. But December 23rd, 2016. So well before the show came out. I think that's even before the first season of the show came out. There was a poster called Moonchild on the Amino website, which is kind of like a blogging type website. You put up whatever you want. Moonchild specifically does short articles about paranormal and conspiracy events. Ghosts, Bigfoot, Spectre, stuff like that. There's an extra detail in her version of the story. She says that this whole story was documented. The reason why people know about it today, and I would argue nobody knows about it, this is one of the most obscure conspiracy theories that I've come across that was aired on television. Because, well, you know, monkeys don't exist is an incredibly obscure conspiracy theory. Forests aren't real. Those are both con- ob- obscure conspiracy theories. They have no mainstream appeal. They do, but the mainstream doesn't know about them. This one was aired on Netflix. A lot of people are talking about it now. She says this. She goes, this first came to light in a journal called The Bulletin of Knowledge. It was a French journal and it was published in 1903. I began looking for The Bulletin of Knowledge. I couldn't find anything like that. Now, a part of it could be that the fact that it's over 100 years old at this point. Part of the fact is there's going to be translation issues. Because if I'm typing, I was Googling. Now, at this point, it's 2 in the morning. I'm Googling Bulletin of Knowledge, 1903. Nothing's coming up. Bulletin of Knowledge, 1903, France, trying all this stuff, can't find anything. So we have that, and, and everything else was the version of the story I just told you. And then she goes, oh yeah, and it was came to light because of this Bulletin of Knowledge. I ended up messaging Moonchild on Amino, asking for more information, but the last post she made on that site was in 2017, so I doubt she even uses that site anymore. If she ever responds to me, I'll let you guys know. But that is not even the earliest mention of this story. So this popped up on March 30th, 2016. So same year, but a couple months earlier. There's a site called Prezi, which I believe is Russian because the author was writing in Russian. I had to run translate on this stuff. Prezi does sound like a Russian word as well, but there's a Prezi website... And what it is, is that you create PowerPoint-esque presentations on the website. So then when you tell someone, hey, check out this presentation, they just go to your web address. It's actually kind of a cool idea. I don't know if they have that in English or other countries. That way, you don't have to send over a PowerPoint file. You can just say, hey, watch this presentation, click this mouse, and it'll go through the slides on this website. And there's different graphics going on. This person's name is Tarasenko Evgesha. This is the oldest reference. I was looking all the way back to 2001. This is the oldest reference I could find on it. And usually before 2001 is really when the search engines were kicking off. That's usually, unless I'm looking for something really old, that's usually where I'll stop because you won't get much results. And going all the way back to 2001 and I put a limit that I couldn't find any mentions of it before 2019 is where I found these two guys, was where I found these two sites. It was just these two that I could find before the Netflix show aired. This is what it says on this website. There's a little tiny PowerPoint display, and then there's the text of the PowerPoint display listed underneath the graphics. And this is what it says. There's going to be some translation errors, some grammatical issues, but it just makes it even weirder. Paris Fail. That's the title of the presentation. Mysterious and Unexplained Phenomenon. Observed in Paris on the night of 29 to 30, December 1902. History. That night, in many places in the city, in five minutes, one o'clock, which is five minutes after one. So again, there's some translation errors here. That night, in many places in the city, in five minutes, one o'clock, simultaneously stopped wall pendulum clock. At the same time as written, herald of knowledge, many people feel nausea, dizziness, and fainting proximity. To this day, no one can unravel the mystery of this mystical event. Paris fail. Why? Bizarre. And I'm reading this as I'm starting to get... Now I'm starting to get tired. It's almost like a fever dream reading that thing. Because it has the elements of the other story. The Herald of Knowledge in the version that comes out months later is known as the Bulletin of Knowledge. So I don't know if the French uh, bulletin was called the Herald. I don't know if that is a Russian-to-English trans or like a French-to-Russian-to-English translation, Herald versus Bulletin. But we see the of knowledge. This is the earliest recording of this supposed event. And nowadays, people are going... Since the Netflix show came out, people have said, what could have caused it? And these are the theories that popped out. There was a gravitational flub... There was a glitch in the gravitational area around Paris, and what was making people nauseous would be the equivalent of a drop on a roller coaster, and your stomach goes into your throat. That's what was making people feel sick all of a sudden, and because of that gravitational sudden push or pull, all the pendulum clocks, which require gravity to help assist that little thing go back and forth, they stopped. People have said maybe there was a small earthquake. That's the most likely, if this thing existed, people would say that's the most likely scenario. There was a small earthquake that kind of rumbled everyone's tummy and stopped the clocks. But there have been other earthquakes around the world and we haven't seen these two things happen back and forth. Then we get into the weird thing. Some people say that we were hit by a miniature neutron star and the I don't know how you wouldn't have seen that, but the density of this new object coming into the Earth again, affected the gravity of everything around it. Some people say it was some sort of alien experimentation gone wrong. Or right, maybe. But we're left with two questions. We're left, Actually, we're left with a lot of questions with this story. The first one is, did it happen? And that one is something that we'll probably never be able to figure out. But I think the story behind the story is equally interesting. So this person who put up this Prezi website... Does this person, is this person the only one who ever knew this story before posting it? This person did do an other Prezi presentation, and it was about the Russian language and synchronicity. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. It was about the circular logic of Russian language, because th- then, I mean, this was a very, very long essay, and there was a bunch of translation issues. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. So they have put up two presentations. The other one wasn't about like ghosts or spookiness or aliens or anything like that. So you have that and you have this. Now, it's possible that this was a joke they came up with, that this was some sort of short form science fiction story they wanted to tell. Who knows? I have no way of contacting this person. I tried searching for them and I couldn't find anything. Try, I was like, I, is there, do they have a Facebook? Whatever. Couldn't find anything on this person. Obviously, when you're in the conspiracy realm, there's one thing that I immediately went to when I heard the story. Actually, when I first heard the story, I was like, that's an interesting thing. I wonder what caused it. But as I started digging into it and I realized there was a huge disconnect between the people who heard the story and the people who said the story was fake and it appeared in the Netflix special, and then you wonder where the Netflix people got a hold of it at. I would find it odd that Netflix, who's running two seasons of a show with all these mysteries, and they could have done anything about Big City Mysteries, they happened to find this one article written by Moonchild on Amino and said, let's do a segment on our show about that. And I find it hard to believe that Moonchild was on Amino and then one day she stumbled across the website on Prezi and said, oh, I'm going to flesh that out. Herald of Knowledge, I'll change that to Bulletin of Knowledge. Obviously, those are the most likely logical answers. As a skeptic, it is not impossible for that chain of knowledge to have taken place at all. It's unlikely, but not impossible. It's far more possible than the theories that I'm about to throw out. As I started to delve in the story, I started to think, you know what this kind of seems like? It almost seems like a Mandela Effect type event. Mandela Effect is basically when people shift or entire groups, millions of people shift from one reality to another, and everything is pretty much the same except for small details. And stick with me here for a second. This is putting on my tinfoil hat here. What if those two glorious words for all of us who enjoy this type of stuff? What if Tarasenko was doing a short history project on Prezi? Tarasenko had been taught about the Paris time gap since they were a kid. They always knew what it was. It was this weird event. It was a Tunguska level event that everyone kind of knew about and people had questions about and so on and so forth. No one could explain it. But that event is unknown in this reality. Never ever heard of it. But Tarasenko remembers it. And when they have to put a, together a little history presentation, this is what they talk about. Is it possible that Moonchild 2 is from a reality where this happened and it was detailed and you'd be able to Google it and you'd find? Mysteries of Paris, and they talk about the catacombs and they talk about these ghosts, and they go, Remember that time? But in our reality, those web pages don't exist because in our reality, that never happened. And you have enough people who shifted from that reality into ours who remember it as a weird event. In their reality, they may be like, they may come from a reality where there was no Tunguska event, where there was no D'Autlauf pass. Some of our crazy experiences we've had, they have no idea. And when they hear about them, they go, what? I've never heard of that story before. And you're like, really? It's kind of famous. A bunch of hikers wound up in the mountains. A known compelling force squished them all. And you're like, oh, that's really, really interesting. Have you ever heard of the Paris time gap? And you'd be like, what are you talking about? But because we talk about such obscure topics, it is common for us to come across stuff we've never heard about before. But this might be the oddest thing I've stumbled across. Because I thought it had an easy answer, and it turns out that there's more questions now, not just about the event, but how we know about the event in the first place. It would only take a handful of people to shift from one reality to another, to start posting stuff, to spread these stories. And then eventually, they get told around enough forums that Netflix decides, oh, that's a weird story, and throws it into their special. But because everyone without a doubt today could say that never happened. One person was saying, listen, I'm a European history major. I've studied France. I've never heard of the story before. It has to be made up. People who have spent their entire life in this reality would, to the death, say that story never happened. But to the refugees from that reality, it was a very, very well-known event. Sometimes it's not a question of, did the event happen? Was it faked? Is this some sort of clickbait thing? Sometimes the question is, why did it happen? Was it a neutron star? Was it an earthquake? Was it some sort of gravitational mishap? But this one... This one almost defies these questions. From a PowerPoint website, to a Netflix show, to being a growing, mysterious story that's being easily debunked because everyone just goes back to Netflix. The story of the Paris time gap has a lot of mysteries. Whether it happened, or why it happened, is almost irrelevant at this point. I think the question is, why do we know about it? Is this just a fictional tale? Is it clickbait? Or is it a sign that people from another reality are here, and they're wondering why no one else remembers one of the biggest mysteries of their lifetime? DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. And Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.